What's up, everyone? This is episode lucky number 13. Hey, it's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day weekend. Long weekend for everyone, except for those who work like someone like you, like <laughs> shift work, shift work, shift workers. But uh, yeah, happy Labor Day weekend and uh, welcome to the episode. I'm Trev and with me as always is Bush. What's up, Bush? Hey, not much, not much. It's all good. You know, it's all good in the hood. Yeah, it's all good in the hood. Okay. Um, <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there? Look like you're kissing it or something. <laughs> kissing his microphone. Okay, it's hiding behind. Oh, he's <laughs> Mr. Giggly Tits over there. <laughs> He's, dr- okay, he's trying to drink his beer and hide it behind his microphone. Be, uh, incognito, but we're supposed to be professionals on the air here, Trevor. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Welcome to show number 13. Our guest for episode number 13 is Mr. Harry York, Uber size in Camrose, Alberta. Harry played. Uh, over 200 games in the show hmm? what he played some games that's for sure yeah he, like he was undrafted worked his way up the minor league ladder and in, in and played in the show so there's a couple of good players that were undrafted adam Oates always comes to mind players yeah him too after two years he sat in that fucking arena for two years not getting drafted and then said, yeah Screw it. and then go play with um you know adam Oates or uh cam Neely. no we're not cam no, Brett Hawley played with. But he played in Detroit first, Dane. What a I guess that GM must have been kicking himself for trading Adam Oates. Yeah. Pretty much for nothing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Harry played for St. Louis, Pittsburgh, the Rangers, and Vancouver. He was undrafted, played in AJ, then he played minor pro and he mm-hmm. made St. Louis. So that's a great story of not yeah. given up when not drafted. So Harry will be on later in the show. 37 days till NHL season starts. Are you excited? 37 days. You hear that, people? 37 days. That's not including uh, the uh, you know preseason skates. But... Yeah, preseason's nothing, though. I know. I used to – well, I'm not used to waste money. I used to go to uh, Winnipeg Jets a lot and watch that preseason game. You, you pretty much watch their farm team play. People crack the lineup. Yeah, the odd time, like if you go to Ed, go uh, if you go watch Edmonton, uh, McDavid won't be playing or Dry Settled. Those two players, they won't be playing. No, they'll be up in the press box or whatever. But you'll see the bottom six players, uh, you know, Duke and Adele. seventh and eighth defensemen. Yeah. So if you were trying out, you'd probably be playing. Yeah, oh for sure, I'd be in the warm up. Those are the good games though, because you got the guys that who want to impress the coach and the general manager playing their hearts out. They'll go out there head hard and they'll fight. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like even though the superstars aren't playing, it's still entertaining hockey because guys are still wanting to crack the lineup and they're going to be doing whatever they, they can to make that uh, the team. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I'm totally lost. I thought now. Okay, we'll go uh, because of the week. 
Cuts of the week. This was a surprise to me. I don't know who it is. Usually we talk about this before and nominations and stuff like that. Because of the week for episode number 13 is a uh, fellow Edmonton Oilers friend, Mr. Like Freeman that. White, a.k.a. Spuddy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's up, Spuddy? Hey. Thanks for uh, reaching out and want to be because of the week. Spud's a... Uh, Spud's my former co-worker. He kind of ditched us at work and went to go work at another job. But we forgive you. We miss you at work. So, uh, yeah, like I said, he's an Oilers fan. Cool. So, thanks, brother. So, that's, uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised when he messaged. So, I was like, yeah, for sure, man. Spuddy. Spuddy. What about uh, shout-outs? Do you have any shout-outs? None this week. None this what? week. What the hell's wrong with you? That's like three weeks in a row now. <laughs> I'm very selective. Oh, <laughs> for sure. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got two. Okay, good. For um, you. One is former cuz of the week, Mr. Mika George. He uh, left a message on our Facebook post. So what's up, Mika? Hope you're having, hope you're playing somewhere this year and having a good season to start. So let us know where you're playing and how things are going. Yeah, and one do. more, what? I said, yeah, please do. Like, let us know. Message yeah. Us and one more is Mr. Jordan Spencer of Kenora. Uh, he just started working with me at KCA. Should I say KCA or should I edit that out? I'll edit that out. So, yeah, he's uh, he started this week and he's a fan of the show. He told me we sat around one day and we just started talking about the show. And he's the one that approached us if we wanted to make a website. Remember that? I remember that back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's a fan of the show, like I said. And so, what's up, George? Thanks for listening. And I'll, I'll you. see you at work on Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. So he's going to be working with me, Tone, and LT. He's going to be like shadowing us at work. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It'll be a good thing. <laughs> I was just seeing what the hell you were going to say. <laughs> so thank fellas for uh, supporting us. Maybe we should go. To, should we get a website? What no, would we put? No, I just, just it's that's a lot, a lot of work. I'm working full time. You're working full time, and then we're gonna have to go come home and then uh, work on the website for a couple hours. Yeah, Facebook is like takes a lot of time. Oh, because you get to respond, you gotta do stuff. Yeah, just having the Facebook alone is a lot of work. Well, well, even your even when you when you up. I did all those pictures because of the week and, uh, you know, even when you, when you put the face app on different actors. Yeah. Like that, that doesn't take like 10 seconds, right? It takes a, it takes a little bit of effort. That's talent. And talent, of course. How could I forget the talent? Ah, damn it. I forgot to start uh, the timer. (laughs) No, I just started it now. We're like seven, seven, seven seconds in. So. Okay. Well, 
Let's just say five minutes in. I don't know. Yeah, well, not even. Not even. Not hey, even. an important question. We don't yes. want to. This is nothing to do with politics or nothing. We're saying right or wrong, but should hockey players be vaccinated? Uh, this uh, res hockey podcast no way endorses any answers. Yes, we're not supporting the PPC, the Liberals, the Conservatives, the NDPs, the Green Party, the Balak, K, Quebec Balak people. Balak. Yeah, them. them. We're not supporting anyone. <laughs> but uh, should they be? Should NHL players be vaccinated? What do you guys think? I think like, yes. Like everyone. Them, like, see. I, I do believe it's a people's, it's a person's choice to be vaccinated, and I think a lot of people should. But it's just, I'm going by the numbers, like last year, the bubble, um, the playoffs, and the entire hockey season, even our hockey season, no one got sick. Mind you, we're kind of in a bubble here in Kenora because everybody, everybody, when the lockdown started, everyone adhered, and we did a wash their, wash their hands, probably some feet, and then if they're really weird about it. But like everyone adhere to it, like law. Any any hockey player talking never got sick. And That's true. The vaccine was uh, you know, was FDA approved. However, being FDA approved, I can see a lot of organizations. Well, it's approved. Nothing wrong with it. You guys got to do it. But the people that are getting sick now with the variant, it's like over eighty percent of people getting sick don't have shots. So. What does that say? Numbers don't lie. Yeah. It just says that, uh, yeah, take it what you will. But now they're saying if players aren't vaccinated, they'll get suspended. So, but they can take that to the players association and say, this is my right. This is yada, yada, yada. I don't want to get vaccinated. So that's a tough call, right? A tough call. It's, uh, you know, like a flu shot. I don't know. Like, dude, did you get the flu shot? Oh, I got the flu shot last year. Did you? I always get the flu shot. That's the one thing that people haven't didn't get is the flu shot. I mean, the flu. Because everybody washes their hands and everybody social distanced. Everybody, Hmm. everybody, they don't live in. They didn't. I don't. I don't think people live in fear. I think people think finally just because of common sense and just finally, yeah. I'm not coughing on people. I'm not. I'm washing my hands. That's that's like a. Did you just pretend to wash your hands right now? I could just hear your hands clapping. On camera, I did, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do that. Yeah, that's that's funny, huh? I got it from you for the first couple episodes when you were pointing down the street. Yeah, I know. It's pointing in directions, and we're down. I'm in my basement. No one's going to see where I'm. I'm in my basement. Yeah, but my son's room is right right over here. Okay, we'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, are you double vaccinated? I'm double vaxxed, yeah. Same here. Oh, I still have that piece of paper in my car. Okay, yeah. That's good. We... Uh, I'm going to probably need it in the, when I go. To, I mean, it gets yard up. I got a screenshot of it. Paul and I went to the Winnipeg Gold Eyes uh, baseball game on Friday, and we had to show a piece of our ID and our proof to get in the stadium so it's good that they're doing that now but it was good to go and watch baseball 
this could never mind baseball. It's probably good to go watch a live event. Yeah, like we left maybe in the seventh inning because the gold eyes was just getting thumped by uh, Fargo Moorhead. <laughs> it was like 10 once. Like, oh, let's just get out of here. And we ended up <laughs> driving home. So, oh, okay. Do you ever go to the gold eyes games? Used to in the past, yeah. It was good. It was real. It's a lot of fun for like what tickets were like 20 bucks, 20 bucks, and you can sit like right behind home plate. Yeah, it's... it was a lot of fun. Like when, when my son was playing a little minor league ball here in Kanara years ago, we used to take him to Gold Eyes games. And it's good and like it's considered double A baseball. So it's yeah. and a lot of those players are former draft picks and or they played in the major league. So it's good baseball. So yeah. It's a bit better than uh, a slow pitch. Yeah, kind of. Just barely, though. Oh, I went to the city, like I said, on Friday. Went to Pro Hockey Life. Anna asked if she can get a new hockey bag. So I was like, yeah, I'll get you a new hockey bag. So I went and purchased a bag. And when I got home, I freaking noticed it was a goalie bag. (laughs) You went to the city? Yeah, I went to the city on Friday. Life. I went to pro hockey life. Did That's you need crazy. anything? I had that visor clip still. Still? <laughs> well, I haven't been to Winnipeg in a while. Well, I should. You should have texted me. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Next time. But yeah, well, I was. I, I got till uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. To to get one because that's when. Uh, oh, just don't wear a visor, man. What do you mean? Don't wear. I spent I spent twenty two hundred on my eye surgery. Of course, I'm gonna wear. Did you? Eyes? What? You were cross eyed before? <laughs> you were cock eyed. <laughs> no, I got uh, I got LASIK surgery about eight years ago. So you used to have like thick lenses, thick goggles, yeah, like pop bottle lenses. Really? Mm-hmm. I never knew you had glasses. Why oh, glasses? I'll post them on. I think I, there's probably some on my Facebook. Hmm. I never knew that. <laughs> so you're blind. I was blind. Contact lenses, the whole bit. Do you make them that thick? I hated wearing them. I had to wear both contact lenses plus the glass. <laughs> <laughs> you were that blind? No, but my God, I was blind. I, I I suffered through. I suffered from astigmatism. Conkite. Gradual. Yeah, you can see that. The <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Did you wear colored contacts just to just to yeah, try to look cool? Oh, yeah, yeah, I had blue ones. Actually, my eyes blue. It's pretty neat. Oh man, or gray ones? No, not those. Are the blue ones were the only, or the only ones that changed my eye color. <laughs> Actually, to, to be honest, a little bit of nerd nerdism is a. I wanted to get the contact lenses like the Lost Boys. Oh yeah, like the the vampire kind of eyes. Those or cat cool. eyes. No, those those weren't cool enough. I thought me. those were like vampire kind of glass. No, I mean no. contacts. Cat eyes? No. I don't know. Hmm. Lost places. Say hello to the night. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if anyone wants to buy a goalie bag, I got a brand new true goalie bag. <laughs> I don't know when I'll be back in the city either, so. I think it's 60 days from now or 60 days from fr- that was on Friday. To- I can't believe it. That, that's a rookie hockey parent move by a, the wrong size, definitely wrong size hockey bay. 
Because this isn't Anna's first year, right? No. Your hockey base for a number of years. Yeah. So Holy shit. This begs the question, like, do you even give a shit about your daughter anymore? Her, her interests? Like, yeah. I just bought her a new bag. I don't know why she asked for a new one, but that's not the point. But I still can't believe I bought a goalie <laughs> bag. That is brutal. What so else? Anyways, anyways yeah, I'll I don't know, I'll try to sell it first, then yeah, I'll try know, to buy it, buy and sell. It's hockey season. There's some parents gotta be looking for some something, some something. Maybe I'll ask Karabic if he yeah. wants a goalie bag. Yeah, Rob. Or or Jack. Jack might need a new bag. Jack might need a new bag. Yeah. Hmm. Or Andrew. Oh. Or LT Holmes. To our, to our group chat again. Who? LT added you to it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the hell, LT? He was texting me, messaging me on Facebook. Yeah. He must have been like half in a bag because he was. He would, yeah, because he would text me. Then he had Facebook messaging me the same message. So I was like, should I answer both messages or just answer yeah. one? He was like, just, just reply. Tell the boys you missed them. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, LT, uh, my coworker and former cousin of the week, we had a Facebook pay f- Facebook chat page with our Jets hockey team and our Casey's hockey league. And this year, I didn't play for the Jets, and someone deleted me. We don't know who that was. <clears throat> yeah, someone just I asked around and like as if everyone was scared to admit it. <laughs> so but yeah i was re-added re-added but i don't know if i'll i don't think i'll play though are you gonna play beer league this year or just old timers uh pro- no i'm gonna go on i'm gonna go on the record right my mic just fell um Arabic, if you're listening this is coming for me live i've slept on it many days we're not live though <laughs> Fuck. Uh, one of the records say you are now the oldest member of the Jets. Oh, are you retiring? I'm not gonna play Casey's League this year. If they need us, if they need a sub once in a while, I'm just, I'm, I am too tired. I'm 46 years old, man. It's it's tiring. Wait. Especially when you gotta work like six and well, you gotta get up five thirty if you have a yeah. day shift the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm up. See, yeah, I'm up at five thirty, so I get home at like what? Oh. He's drinking his beer, so his <laughs> sorry sodium burps. Sodium? Is it sodium burps or just? Why are you? I don't know. Well, it's. Uh, unless you just got gas, heavy, heavy gas. Anyways, make long story short, Rob. Sorry, my man. You're the oldest one in the Jets dressing room from now on. But I, I thought Rob wasn't going to play either. I think he is. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Big news on Red Hockey. Bush is retiring from beer she's league not, and be a full time, full time, old timer league. Yeah. Hmm. About time. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I wanted to ask you on uh, we're not live. 
Oh, fuck sakes. <laughs> what do you think about getting toques? For what? Your head? <laughs> yeah, we should get toques. We should get some toques. We should get some merchandise set up for uh for well, for nothing. I bet you we should, I bet you we'd uh more than break even, but this time we make a little more because we wouldn't be paying Canada Post. Oh, that Canada Post ripped people off. Oh my god. Like no wonder small businesses can't survive. You gotta pay so much for postling and handling and you wonder we actually first learned firsthand why a small business charges 80 bucks for uh, a hoodie yeah distance because it, it, it costs about 50 to make and another 20 to ship it or 20 30 dollars to ship it so the guy that so the company that makes it you know like us we had an order like we don't we, we made like maybe three bucks per shirt yeah, that's where all our profit went to is the shipping. That's brutal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. We should get a little merchandise table set up, do a live podcast and everything, sales, have uh, Paula and Zoom, like mob or whoever modeled shirts. Yeah. Walk, walk around the arena every now and then and say, look, table over there, table over there. Yeah, we should get started on that soon because it's mm-hmm. going to get cold soon and who knows how long those orders will take, but yeah, yeah that's something we should uh, look into. Mm-hmm. We'll look for quotes. Yeah. If you're a merchandising company, hook us up. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah, we'll uh, work on that in the next couple of weeks. Let's uh, let's go to our interview with Mr. Harry York. Yes. So we'll be back, guys. Drum roll. For what? For the introduction of the guest. Oh. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. I've been doing it for 13 episodes. Hey guys, with us for episode number 13, 
is uh you should, you should say mr that's what I was going to say, Mister Mister Harry York from yeah. Camrose, Alberta. Welcome. I to am the your show, elder. Harry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am your elder, so be respectful. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Harry. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Mm-hmm. We uh, we before we started recording, we uh, got some good stories. So hopefully, Harry can tell him again because we were just sitting here laughing and like, wow. So. Thanks again. So we'll we'll start the interview. Um, yes. You up. played uh, junior in the AJ for Bonneville and Fort Mac. How was that? You know, I was one of those kids that you know, like you know, we I grew up in Pinoka, and you know, we um, played minor hockey. No one traveled anywhere to play to other towns. Like we we just played other towns, but no one traveled and played AAA or AA or whatever we have now going, but. You know, and I just worked my way up. And, you know, I remember I made the former oil barons as a oh man, would have been 16 or 17 year old. And I was, I was at this billet place and the cat would pee on my bed every night, <laughs> oh. every, every night. And of course, back in those days, we had initiation parties and <laughs> that I got it. We got initiated and we just got, they just made us drink like a ton of booze. And uh, I remember calling my dad and I'm like, come get me. Like, this is, this is, <laughs> like, I'm seven, 16 years old. Like I I'll go back and play my last year, triple A midget. And I remember calling the coach back in red deer to play triple A midget. And he was, wasn't really sure if he really wanted to have me back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because I don't remember how many points I had my first year when I played triple A midget in red deer. But the second year, when I came back from, junior like I was think I was sixth or seventh goal scorer in the league I won max major midget tournament or tied for the lead at the uh for the scoring there and you know like it kind of started right from that point forward I think I kind of made a decision that uh you know that if you're gonna make this work you gotta you gotta put numbers up right yeah when you were done junior did you get any college uh college offers because you put quite a bit of points up in the AJ (sighs) It's so funny when you're talking about this because it, it, my with my son trying out and stuff like that, you know. And I've kind of mentioned this to a few people. So okay, so I go to uh, I I do pretty good in um, uh, in Red Deer AAA and and for I remember Fort Murray calling me uh, the general manager at the time, and he's like, "We're gonna trade you. We're actually gonna trade you for uh, Travis Cunningham." Okay. Yeah. 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 And he was a really good player as well, but he was 20 and I was 17 or 16. And, and, uh, he's like, we're going to trade you to Bonneville. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And the coach in Bonneville seemed super excited to have me. And it sounded like a place where that, you know, you could go in and thrive and you're a young guy and get to play lots. That's, I think that's the most important thing is that you just go somewhere and play, right. That you can make plays. So they traded me and uh, next year I went to Bonneville and, you know, I won most valuable player the first year to not just Bonneville, but for the whole league. And the next year we put up some more numbers and next year we put up more numbers. And you know what? I never, I, I shouldn't say I didn't have a full ride. I had an offer, but I was just too lazy at school. I hated school. So <laughs> I wrote, my, I wrote my SAT and uh, you know, I just, I missing those one or two great one or two classes at school to do my matric. And I'm like, I remember sitting at home and my dad saying, you know, if you're not going to make hockey work, you're getting a job. 
<laughs> and we're nose to nose about it. And, you know, if it was just one of us were going to go down, I think swinging. And I think that at that time, I just said, you know what, I'm just turning pro. I'm going to turn pro hundred bucks in my pocket, one way ticket to Chicago to play roller hockey. And that's kind of how it started. Wow. Okay. So after AJ, you signed with Nashville Knights of the East coast league and finished the season in the A with Worcester ice cats. So yeah. what was the first year of pro like? So, so after like, I, again, I may, I went down to Chicago. It was like right from Fort Murray to two weeks off. I'm turning pro. I'm going to play professional roller hockey with the Chicago cheetahs. hundred <laughs> bucks in my pocket. And uh, I go down and I try out for the Chicago cheetahs team. And remember you used to get those Canadian tire rollerblades. They're yeah. like, a mic they were micron <laughs> with yellow wheels. Micron. Yeah. yeah. And they were called the lightning or something. That's what I went down to try out with. All these guys had these professional bower skates. The first corner I went around, the wheel starts shredding and falling apart. Like, <laughs> and uh, this coach, his name was Randy Boyd. He played in Pittsburgh. He said, get this guy some skates. And he says, here's the deal. If you make the team, the skates are yours. If not, you got to pay for the skates. I'm like, oh, okay. So I made the team and I ended up leading the scoring there. But again, I got along with the uh, old guys. And they kind of all kind of chipped in and got my name out, word out, and got me a tryout with Nash, with Atlanta. And so they got me this tryout in Atlanta, and I played the top 40 game there. And um, they kind of didn't really like working that plan because it was Tampa Bay's farm team at the time. So they sent me to Nashville. And uh, underneath, again, I had a great coach in Nashville, Mark Kumpel, who loved me. Um, East Coast was a, a, a learning experience for sure. Like I wasn't a fighter. And all of a sudden, if you look at my stats in East Coast, I had 200 penalty minutes. Like we were fighting every day, like out there on the ice. Didn't matter who you were, you had to fight. So my first year pro was definitely a big eye opener. Like, you know, you're living in this little town just outside of Nashville, three guys and me and Glenn Metropolitan actually living in the same, same building. And, with, um, and you know, it's, it was a big eye experience, eye opener, but everything moved so fast for me. So I didn't really have time to digest everything. Then it was like roller hockey, uh, Atlanta, Nashville. Then you go to Worcester and then another great coach who, who loved me. It was um, um, Jimmy Roberts. And we had a ton of Alberta boys on that team and uh, just got along with them really well. And, and everything just kind of clicked. Like, I think uh, my first, uh, I think my first eight games, I had a hat trick and I had eight goals and 13 points in the American Hockey League. I thought, I thought this was easy. Like, no one wanted to beat me up. <laughs> no one wanted to beat me up. They're all a bunch of draft choices or guy, kids that were, you know, were going to up and comers. And, but in East Coast League, it was like you had stone cold killers on a team with full grown beards and, you know, and they just wanted to kill you. So I thought, you know, at that point, I thought that was really good. And then everything just really ramped up. It was just like, again, like I told you guys, I was sitting in the hotel room and the phone <laughs> rang. It was Mike Keenan. And he's like, we want you to come practice with us. You can't play. I didn't even have a contract with them. They just wanted me to come practice. They had heard from Jimmy Roberts down in Worcester because Worcester was St. Louis's farm team that they had this, this new kid down there that was really good. They don't know where he came from. And, and he said, we'd like to come practice. And it was funny, the whole story was like, Jimmy Roberts just loved me. He calls me in his office one day and he says, Harry, I think I can get you signed. 
old crusty old man big stogie you know he had the taxi driver hat on and and i'm like geez i said that's great jim he goes all i want is a box of stogies i'll do do your first camp i'll do your first contract i'm like all right i think he got me like like 900 or 800,000 for two years two-way deal though unfortunately but it was it was a pretty good deal coming from the fact that i was playing in fort murray for like you know free year you know so we did this contract and um he just was a big fan like i had like these three amazing coaches that just loved me like it went from mark Kumpel to jimmy roberts to mike keenan like i'm a keenan guy like we we got along well he i knew expectations what he expected of me and i performed and he rewarded me right yeah. So we fly into St. Louis. I, I make the decision to go to St. Louis. And uh, again, that was, we had Gretzky that year. And, but we, again, being from Pinoca, I was just in awe of the guy. And uh, just to see him like in person. And uh, so I was super excited for my first practice. First practice rolls around. Well, Wayne's not there. And uh, we're, uh, we called ourselves the Black Aces, of course. We're not allowed to even dress in a dressing room. In the first practice, we're in this room like with mirrors and bulbs around the mirrors. It looks like an ice, <laughs> ice capade. It was me, Jamie Rivers, uh, Vasileski. Oh, I can't remember the name. Ken Sutton and someone else. I think it was a goalie or something like that. And we were the Black Aces. They were going to practice their power play against us. <laughs> not, not a good situation to be in when you got Al McKinnison, right? So everyone's putting their black stuff on and Jamie Rivers looks over at me. He goes, you got, you got a line today, Harry. And I'm like, what do you mean? I got a line today. You know, like, this is my first, I've never even been to a training camp. He goes, you got a blue Jersey. You're on someone's line today. So I'm like, what the, f-? so I go out there and I'm like second or third guy on the ice. And Peter Zezel, God rest his soul was out there. He's looking around. He's looking at me like, who the hell is this kid? And I got this blue outfit on and, I'm looking around, see who's got blue on, and here it was Shane Corson and Jeff Cornell or something like that. And I'm running, and there's no Gretzky, so I'm like, "What's going on?" So they said, "Blow the whistle down." They're like, "Hey, boys, I got a special treat for you today. We're gonna have a scrimmage to start off today's practice." <laughs> Which you, who has a scrimmage in the playoffs, right? Yeah. So I'm like, well, that's weird. So everyone get blue on this time, this color on this bench, this color on this bench. So I go on the bench and someone said, Gretzky's line versus Brett Hall's line. <laughs> and so Gretzky's line's out there, but Gretzky's not there. And he says to me, well, you're Gretzky's line. You're playing and you're taking Wayne's spot. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I jump, o- I jump over the boards. This is my first fucking skate with these guys. Like, and I'm like, what? Here's Brett Hall and Shane Court looking at this long-haired freaking guy, <laughs> ripped jeans and Birkenstocks, right? And I go out and they, they want to see what I got. Essentially, that's what they're doing. They're throwing me to the wolves. Well, I end up scoring two goals in this scrimmage, and I, and after that, Mike just kind of just fell in love with me. He just took care of me and. You know, obviously, when Wayne come back, that was a huge eye opener to see him and practice him. And, you know, like you mentioned, there's so many Hall of Famers like, you know, Yammer Yager, Mary Lemieux. Like there's like it's crazy. The list goes down how many people you meet and you're just an awestruck. You try not to be, but you are. So, uh, yeah, 
um, after you played a year of pro, you ended up with St. Louis. Um, how was that? Like you had Brett Hall, Al McKinnis, <laughs> Grant Fuhr, Chris Pronger. I mean, just to name a few guys that were like, wow, like all-stars and they're Hall of Famers. Like how was it going there after being a rookie and just yeah. making your mark well, on the team? You know, like I think most hockey players don't come from a a huge town or whatever. Like us, they're small town boys, and they're you know. So it was definitely a high experience, like going from working at a tire shop in Pinoca to uh, you know um, all of a sudden hanging with guys that make millions. Like you know, like so it was it was a huge eye experience, huge eye opener. Like because all of a sudden you're just like. You're buying Hugo Boss suits and <laughs> eating calamari, right? And you're like, and I I remember the first time we went into I was at the games and I literally had a set of Doc Martens on with <laughs> with with like some I don't know what kind of pants or they'd be like like a sackcloth banana republic pant. That was my out, that was my dress suit, dress suit. And these guys got Hugo Boss outfits, and I'm like, I'm like. I could have probably been mistaken for a bum off the street and, <laughs> you know, and, but you know, they never bucked me about, it. they were super good. Like, I think I had earned the respect that I, I could play the game and maybe I wasn't the most well-off person because um, where I came from, from the East coast, like I went from making $300 every two weeks to making shit. I thought I hit, I thought I hit the gold mine when I was in NHL, they were paying me a thousand dollars a week. And I'm like, yes, you know, <laughs> so I thought it was pretty awesome. But again, I, I don't think I have anything bad to say about any of the, the guys I played with. They um, all treated me with a ton of respect. Um, really good laughs. Like me, Al McKinnis would make a guy laugh every day, you know, um, even Mac T um, even Holly, like, you know, as some of the stories go, he is, uh, he's his own man and uh, he does what he wants. And, uh, you know, when you experience in person, you're like, wow. And then, you know, you think about it now, it's, I don't, I don't know if I would, I think I would probably teach my kid to be the same way, you know, like just be your own man, like do what you want to do. And if mm -hmm. it's not, if it's not right in someone's eyes, screw it, I guess, you know, right. It doesn't work out. Right. You did it your way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. I, I liked it again. I played with Wayne in, in New York and in, um, in uh, St. Louis. And, uh, he was, uh, he was quite the guy to just sit back. I remember there was, there was this drill. We were doing this two on two drill. It was like, um, and he was on the other lane and I could see him over there and I didn't want to go with Gretzky in the practice. <laughs> I just did not want to go. And uh, nope, these couple guys behind me, nope, no, you're going. You're <laughs> and somehow we did this crisscross and I just kept skating and, and we did this crisscross and I split the D and he just laid it out there for me. Like, like, again, like it always boggled my mind how Gretzky passed through 20 sets of legs and over sticks. And it's, it's going Cooper flat, Cooper flat, Cooper flat. And it lands on the guy's stick. Like, <laughs> like I could try that a hundred times and it would, someone would hit it out of the air, but this guy comes along and I swear it was like, I don't know. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. <laughs> but yeah, pretty amazing guy. So did you just give an answer to your favorite player you played with or <laughs> it just read between the lines? No, no. I, 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 Gretz was my favorite player as a kid. 
I loved Gretzky. I loved watching him. I loved studying him. I just, you know, the way he played the game, I just, just the, just the whole, um, how someone can be so superior at something, you know, like it's just amazing to see. But actually, one of my favorite guys is Mark Messi. Mark Messi is a, a man's man. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's just, he's the guy that honestly would do 10 tequila shooters with you in the, in the, in the bar. And he had no problem with it. Gretz would never even think a tenth <laughs> about being in the bar with anyone, <laughs> let alone two ten tequila shooters. But and then you know we'd walk home together and share a cigarette or something like that, right? Like that's <laughs> mess, mess. Mess was your guy. I'll tell you this funny story. This is this yeah. is a this is funny. We're in Calgary and uh, we're flying. We would beat the flames at night, and uh, yes. this is when I was with the Canucks and. Uh, <laughs> we had to fly out the next day to Tampa from Calgary to Tampa. Like it was like a six hour flight. Like it was a long flight, but there was nothing planned for the next day, but the flight was leaving at like seven or eight, eight o'clock in the morning. So we all go back. We all went to Cowboys or whatever like that. And it was like three o'clock and Dave Scatcher rolls in with his like station wagon of girls and they, they're dropping them <laughs> off. Eh? And I'm like, Dave, Dave, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I'm just going inside. I'm like, well, we should rent a room and just party all night. And everyone was on board about this. So everyone went and raided their mini bars and stuff and went to this one room. Well, I think it was like about four or five o'clock in the morning. And finally me and Dave were like, we got to, we got to sleep. So we passed out and all I know is someone's knocking on the door. I got up and I'm like, who's knocking at the door? (laughs) There, There it's Mark Messi and goes, Harry, you're late for the bus. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, then, and I'm looking around. Dave's not even there. Like, Dave's totally ditched me. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, it's okay. He goes, well, I said, my stuff's in the other room. He goes, oh, give me your keys. I'll go get into, go into the other room and get your stuff. I'm like, oh, perfect. So he goes in there, quickly freaking, you know, dust myself off a little bit, do my tie up, out the door I go. This is at the Palliser. It's a real fancy hotel in Calgary. So I'm down the lobby and I'm looking out the front doors and I can see the bus down there. And I'm like, should I go to the bus or should I wait for mess? Like is mess on the bus? Maybe he's not on the bus. Like what should I do here? Ah, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to the bus. So I run down the bus and I instantly get on the bus and Crawford was right at the front. He was like pretty expensive bus ride, eh, York? <laughs> and I quickly, I quickly looked back to where Messi used to always sit on the bus and he wasn't there. And I'm like, Oh, for fuck's sakes. I look back and here's hockey hall of famer number two in all time score carrying my bags to the bus. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, the first thing Jack McElhardy said, he goes, it must be nice to have a hall of famer carrying your bags. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but he, awesome. he was just, he was just the guy's guy. Like he would probably have done that for anyone on the team. He was just the man's man. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, who was the one player that you played against and said, like, wow, this guy's a beauty. Like, this guy's, like, pure awesome. Oh, man. I can tell you, I probably, I probably, we were playing in Philadelphia. And, like, I'm a big guy. Like, I, they, write, they wrote me at 6'2", 220. I was probably more 6'1", 230. <laughs> 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 and, uh. I remember taking this face off. This is my rookie year, so I'm pretty green. And, you know, like, 
and I'm taking this face off and you know, this flyer comes into the face off dog. And I remember just turning my head and looking up and this guy was just a beast. Like he, it looked like he was 20 feet tall and he's probably 20 feet wide. It was just Eric Lindros. Like the guy was just, he was just a scary individual. Like there was times where like, you know, you were told when Scott Stevens was on the ice, like you didn't screw around with Scott Stevens on ice. You just dumped and chased. Like you didn't do any yeah. big fans. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I didn't, still didn't phase me that this, this Eric Landros, but he was a beast on the ice, like just standing in front of him. I was just like, holy shit, this guy's a big kid. <laughs> we get the power play and we do the breakout, you know, the centerman swings down one corner, D-man swings the other way. And Igor Kraft chucks a D-man. And uh, I swing down and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was getting for him to pass the puck. Well, he doesn't pass the puck to me. Finally, he passes the puck like, 20 feet out in front of me. I'm like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I look up and Lindros is coming down the boards, like ready to kill me. Like just total shark <laughs> predator. Like he looked like he, uh, uh, he looked like a cement semi truck coming at me. <laughs> I literally thought I shit my pants. Literally <laughs> thought I shit my pants. He didn't hit me, but just the idea of him just like, just made my heart just stop. Like, like I could have been dead there. Like, dude. You know, to just see some of how big those guys are, like Marilyn Yu, another guy, like playing against Mario in Pittsburgh, like my first year, just like six foot six on skates, like you just massive dude, right? <laughs> you know, so there, you know, other than just watching Gretz and Mess and those guys, like, you know, it, you know, I, like I wasn't a bad hockey player. Like I always look back at those times and then when I was playing in St. Louis, crap, I shadowed Gretzky and Messi in one game. And, you know, um, everyone's so good. Like, even the tough guys. The tough guys have amazing hands. Like, the, everyone hits the crossbars in practice. Everyone hits a post, you know. Like, everyone can shoot, you know. So, I think everyone is – that's what's so amazing about the NHL is you, you got to think about everyone's path to that point. They were probably some amazing peewee hockey player or some amazing midget hockey player, junior mm -hmm. player – whether they're a tough guy in the NHL or a mucker, it doesn't matter. They are probably were all just amazing hockey players somewhere in their lives. Again, like I felt very fortunate to be what 730 players of playing in the NHL. So I remember I was playing in this trying out for Team Alberta. This is a good, this is a good thing for kids to hear. And we we're the top 40 players in my age group. And uh, we we're in SATE and uh, Mike Babcock was the coach. Can you believe that? Mike Babcock was coaching the Red Deer College Kings. And I think he went on to make, what, he won two Stanley Cups, one Stanley Cup, and two. made nine, nine, nine million dollars a year as a coach. He was coaching the Red Deer College Kings. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got the top 40 in our room, and he stands us all up. He goes, everyone sit down, but this one kid, I forget the one kid, but the one kid did, he, I think he played 30 games in NHL. Well, I remember Mike Babcock calling me and he goes, what do you feel about being the seventh D man? And I didn't, I actually played D up until triple A midget and I became a forward. And I said, well, I, that's dumb. I, I don't want to go to winter games and be the seventh D I'd like to play. Well, I got caught. And I always tell kids, you know what? I played 200 more games than anyone else on that team. And I think that's the most important thing about this, my story is that, I never gave up. I continued to get better every year and every year. And 
And I always tell people that when you're watching your boy or your kid play hockey, yeah, it's fun and dandy. But if you want your kid to move on, it's important that they have the drive to want to get better every year. Because if they don't get better, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's maybe not their game, you know? It's good to play for fun, but if you're the parent that, you know, that's pushing your kid along to the next avenue, like if he's not getting better, then, you know, it, maybe it's not fun for him anymore. So good that's, point. That's yeah, good that's, that's very true. Okay, before we go, we have these, uh, we call them five rapidness questions. We've been <laughs> okay. asking everyone at the end of the show, and they're quite fine. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, well, uh, it's not like, incriminating or (laughs) (laughs) no it's just uh they're pretty funny and everyone gets a good kick out of them so uh, we'll start with number one baked or fried bannock (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go with fried on that one okay number two ever use my i don't think my mom knew how to make (laughs) (laughs) okay number two ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain (laughs) <laughs> we did yeah. we did we, that leads me to a good story but i'll tell you <laughs> okay. uh, number three ever see ernest munias live in concert uh, no i have not <laughs> <laughs> okay number four indian taco or bannock burger oh bannock burger mm. mm-hmm. the fifth and last <laughs> question for uh five rapid news questions can you jig can you, <laughs> can you jig? Jig. I don't think I can. <laughs> Not even after a couple cold ones, you'll just you know what? You know what? My 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 cousin, like my cousin lives in Enoch, and we'd always go to the bar and he'd pick the hottest girl out and he goes, You watch, I'm gonna embarrass this girl. <laughs> <laughs> and of course he would be half in the bag and he'd go out and do a powwow on the dance floor like <laughs> Of Malibu, right? And this girl would just be just standing there, and he, he was Steve was doing a war dance or something. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> but funny story. So Glenn Metropolitan spit chiclets, and he said something about me, and I'm like, that's totally not how the story went. The story goes: we go on this wicked long trip in Nashville, like an East Coast, like you go on 16 hour bus ride, just retarded bus rides. I think we went down to Tallahassee and down the west east coast and we thought it was a great idea like we're two 20 year old kids you know we thought it was a great idea that you know let's save some money and turn the heat off it's nashville like come on like it doesn't freeze in nashville well <laughs> our sewer pipes froze <laughs> we get back our fro- our toilet is frozen solid <laughs> So we call the coach up and he's like, just turn the heat up. Don't flush the toilets. Don't run water. Just turn the heat up and get to the game tonight in Nashville. I'm like, oh, and it'll be thought out. Perfect. So we turn the heat up. We go out. We win the game in Nashville. And we decide we're going to go out. Well, Glenn picks up this girl and he brings this girl home. And we all kind of go home and have drinks. And we tell everyone, don't flush the toilet, you know. And Glenn shows up with this girl. And I don't know if he didn't, she didn't get the memo or whatever. But next day, me and my the other roommate, Chad Quinville, we get up and we're going to play Saga. <laughs> Mortal, <laughs> Mortal, Mortal Kombat on Saga. And the way this house worked out was that you walked in and you went straight upstairs. And that's where the bedrooms. And to the left was the living room. So that's where our Saga machine was set up. So 
all of a sudden, just this wicked boom. And the toilet was right above the where the TV was, like right along the staircase. All of a sudden, the roof just starts splintering and the water just starts pouring out of the roof, like onto this machine. And we're like, what the fuck just happened? This girl comes flying down the stairs. And I don't even think she grabbed your shoes. Oh, the door gone. So we run upstairs and we're like, we don't know what the hell is going on. She take a she took a number two, a oh. deuce, took a shit <laughs> right on right on this ice block and then flashed the toilet and the bottom oh. of the toilet literally blew up. <laughs> oh and boy. I always got a kick out of this because we made Glenn get up and clean it up. <laughs> it was like it was like carrying like a dog doo-doo out the door or something like that. <laughs> Wow. I thought it was pretty funny, but that's awesome. But yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> that's a good one. But the, uh, Harry, thanks for coming on the show, man. We yeah. would love to have you come back and tell us some more, some more <laughs> stories. Need some more stories. Yeah, there's man. Need it. some myths in there, but yeah, anytime, guys. <laughs> you guys let me know and yeah, anytime. Yeah, we'll be in touch because uh, I'm sure you'll have way more stories to tell. And we love to hear them and have yeah, you share them. But uh, yeah. but uh, that's thanks, awesome, dude. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. And uh, I'll keep in touch and we'll uh, talk to you again. See you guys. Thanks, Harry. Hey, guys, welcome back. That was an awesome interview with Harry. Wow, eh? what a beauty. Mm-hmm. We'll have to have him back on the show because I'm sure he has tons of more awesome stories like oh yeah i mean this guy is awesome he played with like nine nhl hall of famers i have a list here somewhere where i'm sure you do okay i'll break down the list brett hall al mckinnis chris pronger grant fuhr wayne gretzky mike richter brian leach pat lafontaine and mark messier like holy shit eh five five pretty much in uh, in uh, one practice yeah <laughs> and he had to go there as a rookie like yeah. brand new practicing with those guys that would suck though to block block a shot from Kenneth. yeah that's true i would be doing the flamingo the whole i'm, sh- I'm sure you, oh yeah you 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 would have definitely got out of the way but wow like to be able to play with those versus mm-hmm. From a kid from Alberta to play tier two and be Junior. playing in the show yeah. <laughs> in, in two years is like, holy sh- shit. Yeah, he went from the AJ, AJHL to the one year minor pro. Then he yeah, and then in St. Louis, undrafted. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. kids, if you have the heart, you have the will, you have the drive. Yeah, you could do it. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. Uh, Martin St. Louis didn't get drafted, did he? No, he didn't. I don't think drafted. he did. No. And he's a Hall of Famer. And he, he's he a didn't Hall quit. of Famer. He, he won a cup and an Olympic gold medal, didn't he? Yeah, he went to college route. But uh, yeah. still, if, if you if you want to make it, just work hard and don't give up. That's a true testament. And that's an awesome story mm-hmm. of Harry's story. Just don't yeah. give up. Tough it out. Don't go home. Don't go home till it's time to close the bar. You don't even go home when the bar closes, anyways. Bro. No, no one does. No one does. No one does. No one does. You're cut off, buddy. <laughs> cut off already. I mean, hey, we're just talking about the bar ending, and I'm cut off. This week, he's not drinking his baby duck. He's drinking Bud Light, <laughs> which is worse. Bud Kucherov. Light. 
Bud Light or Baby Duck? I figure if uh, Kucherov can make Bud Light look good, why can't I? Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, next topic. (laughs) Anyways, next topic, we got uh, a Reds Hockey Top 5. And this week is the Top 5 Hockey Companies. Yes. Um, Absolutely. We're not doing clothing lines or like clothing brands. That was, just a, that was a drum roll. That just make the hockey equipment. So, yeah. okay, number five. I just had I just threw this number five in there because I know they're still making equipment. Mm-hmm. I know you like their their equipment. Uh, number five is Sherwood. Sure. Yes, I love you Sherwood. Still use their sticks. Your, I still what? love my Sherwood sticks. T ninety. T nineties. Yeah. I remember like two years ago or three years ago now. Three years like, ago. When they were selling them at Costco for 35 bucks. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. They were selling, they were selling a Sherwood. No, not were, the, not the T90 no, values. Were, no. No, they no. Not not that Lindstrom crew, but they were selling T90s <laughs> like 85 flex at Costco no, for 35 it was bucks. Like, it was like 70 flex. I no. tried one, didn't like it. You must have been to a different Costco because the one I went to, they were like 85 flex. I don't know what you're talking about. So, but yeah, Sherwood still makes equipment. <laughs> I wasn't a big guy. I think in junior, we had Sherwood gloves and Sherwood pants and sticks, but I wasn't mm-hmm. a fan. But, but yeah, they're still around making equipment, which is good because they're like the big name companies are buying other small companies but they're still fighting strong bridger laquette she signed her a deal endorsement deal with sherwood so stop fixing your fucking hair man i can't help it get a cut no i can't get a cut the hockey's not coming up i gotta have the flow i have to you can have have the flow in the back daniels that's so funny scott sent me a picture i saw that yeah it's cool it was awesome yeah daniels (laughs) Sent me a picture of him when he was with the Flyers, because um, he didn't like the one. Well, he didn't like the one that was uh, on our <laughs> Raz Hockey Top Five. Yeah. So he sent me a new picture with him and his flow, which is pretty cool, Scotty. He had a nice flow though. He, he oh. must be like hundred percent proud of that day. I would. I would be. I would be proud of that. You rock it. Yep. Still rocking it. Mm-hmm. Okay, number four on our list. Is uh, Warrior Hockey? So that's I relatively like, new, I think. Yeah, they're new. They're like a lacrosse company, but mm-hmm. they've been in the hockey game for a number of years. And I like their sticks. Um, I was gonna, I, use, I, was, I was gonna say that they're more known for their sticks. I think. Like, yeah, you a lot of them. They're good. They're good sticks. Yeah, I used uh, Blake Wheeler stick. Of course he would. I think it's like hundred and five flex. So. Hey, they're cheap, man. They're 150 bucks. I played again in the city. Yeah, you can buy a pro return stick for half the price of a. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I but- used to buy the. Uh, I used to cheap out and buy the because when I went to tags, they used to have the bin f- uh, full of two years and three years sticks for like a third of the price. So you could buy a three hundred dollar warrior stick tomorrow. I like. 100 bucks but the problem was that is that that people got onto that and and tags and companies stopped doing that oh yeah that's right eh? yeah but yeah warriors number four number three is uh pretty new the hockey too and yes 
is uh true true hockey. do you have any how do you how did you get your uh true hockey equipment trevor did you actually buy your first set of true hockey equipment or no your skates no i won <laughs> them in a concert concert contest <laughs> One about a concert. I should be. <laughs> I won them in a Christmas contest that they were putting on. I just submitted my name, and I think the kids wrote like a little paragraph about me and threw in a picture. And I won at a concert. I'm still laughing. WTF? I don't know why he said that for. I still have those true skates. Mm-hmm. And I got I got them fixed. Like last month and the guy that picked them up cam he's like wow these skates are new i was like no i had them for like <laughs> three years i said i just don't block shots with them yeah but true is good though and like well you have, good sticks. you have true gloves i love i love their gloves and i love their sticks pretty good and i'm a big well, fan of the uh of the straight blade i don't i know not a lot of people don't for uh hockey sticks but i like i like the straight blade yeah, I just like a little, almost like a heel curve on mine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think the only thing that's not taken off with True is their helmets. You know, I don't yeah. think there's anyone that wears True helmets. They're they're trying to they're trying to get to get it out, but you know, you you talk about helmets. R, RBK has got a lot. Well, especially with Cross, they Crosby. They don't use RBK no more, but no. no, you know, what I'm trying to get is that. A lot of helmets have been in the... Okay, never mind. (laughs) Go CCM. Go Micron. Okay, that's uh, number two on our list. No, number two on our list is Bauer. Micron, you said? No. (laughs) (laughs) Number two on our list for hockey companies is Bauer. Bauer. Bauer synonymous. It'll always be there. Bauer is worn by Dull Storm Captain, number 12, (laughs) Ernest Jameson. Just long pause. But... <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. You gotta fucking edit. I can't edit help that. it. You gotta fucking edit that pause out, man. I'm Seriously. not. I'm not. I'm gonna leave. That was a good five second pause. It was but a good Bauer, pause. Who wears his Bauer in the in the in the show? You in got. the show. You got Stamkos, Patrick Kane. I don't know. Well, I don't really look at a player that endorses it. No, well, you see them in like advertising and shit yeah, like that. I really don't. I don't. I just, you know, if, it's, just if it what? fits well, if, if if it fits, I buy it. Okay, we'll go for number one <laughs> for uh, Rose Hockey Top Five <laughs> Hockey Brands is uh, CCM. CCM. I think CCM is better than Bauer. That's why I put CCM. Okay, good for you. I'm um, yeah. Um, there's probably a lot of people that agree with you. CCM's good hockey stuff. CCM pants, gloves, helmets. I might as well. Do you remember Takla? Yeah, I remember Takla. Do you still have oh, good yeah. pants? I I used to, I used to have Taklas for like a bunch of twenty years. You don't see NHL players wearing those no more. Eh? No, no. I wonder if anyone bought them out. Do you know? No idea. That'd be good. That'd be good. A little uh, trivia. Yeah, Takla. Because they were, I remember for like three, four years, it was nobody wore nothing except it was all Taklas. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Gotta Google it, I guess. But yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the list. Use the Google machine, people. 
So what kind of pants and helmets and gloves do you wear, Bush? My gloves are true. Uh, my pants, you just sold me them. I don't know what are they. Mississauga Steelheads. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what the team is called, man. I have a bar helmet. I have a bar helmet. I have a bar helmet. Do you wear a visor or a cage? Half visor. Bauer Pro Clip that I forgot to ask you to buy me. What do you say half visor? Is there a full visor? There there are full visors available. You know that uh, Danny Heatley used to wear. Danny Heatley. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The yeah one it comes down to his like, fucking chin. Like three quarters of his face. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, I wear a half visor because I just invested so much money into my eyes, corrective surgery, that I want to protect them. So that's why I wear a half visor. What about your skates? My skates are tacks. No, they're Bowers. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I def- if I f- if they fit and they're on sale, they're a good brand. Are you going to get or- new skates soon? No. Yeah, probably tomorrow. Are you really? Tomorrow? No. No, not tomorrow. Probably nothing's go- open tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I'll probably, probably want to go to the city. Next time I go to Hockey Life, we're going to see what's there. You should go to... Play it again on Play it again? They have those pro return. Oh, okay. I was looking at them last time I was there. They were pretty nice. What kind of hockey but stick yeah. do you use? Uh, Blake Wheeler, C- no, CCM. <laughs> Warrior stick. LT, if you're listening, what what kind of flex do you use? 55. <laughs> we yeah. told that story about yeah, him. Right? I know. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a good story. Who's uh, six foot four? Six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds, and use a fifty-five flex <laughs> stick. <laughs> but yeah, that's our top five. Uh, yeah, for this week. So if anyone has any ideas for our rest hockey top five, shoot us a mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard coming up with yeah. ideas. Like I was it sitting is. here today, it's like, what the f am I gonna write today? Yeah. So any help will do. So don't be shy. Don't be shy. Hey, did you hear new season? I heard Yellowstone Yellowstone. November 7th. November 7th. November fi- 7th, people. We're gonna find out who was trying to kill Drumroll. The family. Yeah. It's what, what's their last names again? Uh Dutton. Duttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who tried to kill them? Hmm. Rourke, market inequities. Is that the Is that- adopted son? No, the adopted son is Jamie Dutton. That was the guy that tried to kill his sister and his dad. Trust me, man. No, I'm not trusting you that one. Hmm. Oh, damn it. I forgot the press start. (laughs) I I time these podcasts just so we'll have a general idea. And sometimes I forgot the press start. So he does time them. Yeah, I do time them. Just like Bush when he's, uh, you know. <laughs> Number <laughs> two. Holy man. <laughs> I asked my kids one time, when you're on the crapper and you sneeze, does your back crack from sneezing? <laughs> what the fuck? Because one time I took a sneeze when I was on the number two and my back <laughs> cracked. I was like, holy jeez. I don't know if I was just because I was sitting on a crapper or just it was a big sneeze, but my back cracked like pretty good. This is all this is all unedited. This is raw. 
truth that he's telling people. Dude, don't say it was raw. <laughs> you're, you're the one telling people story of how you were on the crapper and you sneezed. And my back cracked. I just asked, did that ever happen to you? Or that you're you sit on your phone too long when you're in the bathroom and your legs start falling asleep, your feet. <laughs> I'm not saying it never happened to me. I'm just saying, did it ever happen to you? No. Answer up, people. No. You're full of shit. Because I time it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a timer. So what's... No, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Don't, don't ask our listeners that. That's a little too yeah. personal. So but you can, can answer if you yeah. want to. <laughs> Do you time your crafts is, uh, is what my colleague so is, that, is that a healthy thing if you, you're on there long or too short? Like, what's a healthy amount what's of time? What's a healthy amount of time to sit on the throne? Yeah. That's what we're asking. Hmm. Depends what you ate, right? Like, depends what you eat you... taco time with Taco Bell or it's just going to go right through you that's the sound it makes probably yeah or curry then as can, uh penny would say uh hershey squirts hershey squirts penny we know you're listening buddy sorry to say but it's up to you to hold the fort this year i'm you know I'm, he's a ford now okay let's stop talking about fucking shit <laughs> literally <laughs> you brought it up man I just well, go. I just asked. I just asked. Did, did your back ever crack when you take a did your back ever crack? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's oh, whatever. Good conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yes. Going to be great series. Well, it is a great series. Gonna are you going to conclusion? Are you going to binge watch or just watch it one episode? Oh, uh, hopefully. Um, well, we're going to watch it week to week, but. Obviously, with there's a week that I'm on night shift, so I won't be able to watch it that Saturday that, or that Sunday night. What are you gonna do if you're on nights and Sue is like the hell with him? I'm just gonna watch the whole season. She'll get a good talking to. <laughs> or you know what oh. you should do? You should take the remotes with you to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or take the cable cord. Yeah, something. Oh, let's figure something out. Yep. <laughs> but I want to ask you another question. Did you have you watched the new show Reservation Dogs? I've been meaning to, but I want to binge watch it. So uh, right now it's available on Disney Plus, but there's only one episode right now. So I think they're going to release it uh, week like to once week. a week. Yeah, I watched all. I watched all five episodes so far, and mm. I'll tell you, those kids are hilarious. Well, see, that's the problem because I know I'm going to be interested in it. I know it's going to grab my attention and I know I'm going to watch. I know I'm going to want to watch more than one episode at one time. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to be all four, just it, like the Mandalorian. Yeah, it's based uh, in Oklahoma. So, oh, nice. But the funny thing is those kids still do like things that we do up here in Canada. Mm -hmm. like, like one kid was pointing with their lips, trying to give directions. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. but yeah guys check that out check that show out it's reservation dogs reservation dogs that's my new favorite show good yeah so with those well yellowstone too mm -hmm. i think we'll binge watch that one oh it's, it's so disappointing though once you're done it's like oh man i gotta i, wait, I gotta I wait know. another year for a new mm. season 
What was the first season that you that you binge watched, like ever? Like, what was the first show? Probably thing? that uh, Orange is the New Black. Remember that prison, that woman prison show on Netflix? Yeah, I, I never wanted to watch it. The, the first the first show I ever binge watched was Daredevil on Netflix. I never it's watched comic, an episode of that. Comic book guy, you're. Yeah. <sighs> Come on, man! Watch something you're cool. Un- you're uncultured. You know, you know what? Another cool <laughs> show you can binge watch is that Wentworth, that Australian woman's prison Wentworth. show. Wentworth, okay. Wentworth, nice. Okay, better uh, than, I'll take that in consideration. Better than Daredevil. Oh, no, 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 Daredevil. Is that a DC or is that? It's a well, well written uh, Marvel series. Marvel. Well, yeah, they're both the same to me. Of course. Just like all those damn Star Wars movies. Oh, my God. You're you got to watch them in this order. You got to watch them in that order. Yeah. Did you see this guy? Did you see that guy? It's like, they're all the same to me. Where's the little Ewoks? In Return of the Jedi. They should put the Ewoks back in that Mandalorian show. No, they don't need to. They would make it funny, though. No, they already have enough humor. Not they don't. Not in Mandalorian. <laughs> that's and, that's what I mean. You just yeah. you just prove my point. Yeah. Okay. We have a serious question here. We're going to be okay. talking about res tourneys. Should the res tourneys be open, or you play for your own reserve? Controversial question. People think carefully when you answer it. Personally, uh, I think it should be open. It should be open. I yeah. should be open. It should be up to everyone to put a good team on the ice yep. to have as many pickups as you want and just let the best team win. Mm-hmm. Because here in Kenora at the North American, they used to have it opened. Now oh. they put it where you have to play with your own reserve with only three imports. And it's the same people winning over and over. Yeah, it is. Because um, I, cause I remember... When it, when it first started, the PAW perennial champions, and then when they opened it up, it, was, uh, it wasn't the PAW anymore. It was Canoe Flyers winning it. It was uh, San Moose San Factory, Moose Factory Scrappers wanted to. Moose Factory Scrappers wanted it. We even had open. team from Alberta come in, um, Hobima come in. And uh, I remember the very, very first year, or maybe the second year, we had a team from, I think, Moose Jaw. Really? In. Yeah. Uh, BC, was that BC Town? Is that Onion Lake? I I can't. I know that was it. Was when it first started. So we're, we're thinking about like 26 years ago. But I remember they ran in Eagle Lake had a couple pickups. Yeah, they have this is this is when uh, old school. This is when Percy Lagarde was uh, synonymous. It was, it was like he was a re- really really good player. And uh, no, it was a uh, BC Lumberjacks Prince George Prince George Lumberjacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Eagle Lake threw everything at this team. Uh, Prince George, they just came in and they they didn't sweep Eagle Lake, but they but they beat them as like like four to one or five one. I can't remember, but I remember I remember Percy Lagarde was on that team. It was it was a great great Eagle Lake team, and uh, it just like I don't know if uh, no one really knew how many people were on the Lumberjacks team were actually from Prince George, so it yeah. could have been a but but to prove my point, it was open so. You have a team from BC come in and provide. You're paying 15 bucks to get in, so you want to you want to see good hockey. And that was a really really good hockey to watch. 
story about Percy. I was playing in a Christmas tournament in Thunder Bay. I was home and I think I must have been 16 or 17. And he was playing for his sister's team, uh, Fort William. And we were beating them in the semis. And he wanted to fight me. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> it was one of those fights that, you know, your your team is losing. So you just want to try to fight someone just to even the score. So yeah, he challenged me and I was like, no, but Percy is a good guy. Yeah. I've, um, oh, skated, for sure. When he lived in Fort, I skated with Percy and got to know each other pretty good. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, we should, uh, we should, but they should we keep should. the North American open. They should open it up because yeah, because uh, like you think about the Saturday afternoon games, uh, like like you, you, I don't want to pay fifteen marks to go watch uh, some team get slaughtered, like fifteen nothing in the first period. Yeah, true. So you is know, our, uh, is our cousin of the former cousin of the week on episode twelve still on the North American board? You know I think he is. Called? He is. I think he is. We will have to talk to him then. Just say, listen, buddy. Listen, Bobby. <laughs> I won't say no names, but his name's Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they should fully open it up. It would, it would give, it would not necessarily give uh, local teams a chance. It would give a local. Uh, I don't know how to get more out of town teams, right? Yeah. More and, more out of town players. They would just it would just get the hockey flow going again back in Kenora. Yeah, because like Fretz is asking, was keep the keep it the way it is, play for your own reserve with a couple mm-hmm. of pickups, but then make big tournaments like Kenora, North American, open mm-hmm. so you can have more teams and you'll get more people to come and yeah, come and watch. We'll so get we'll get a little, little bit more exposure for these uh look for these AAA players that play here, something like that, right? Me and and there was a comment on this post about. Um, about Fritz the Saskamoos. Someone said that is it racist to only let natives play in these tournaments, like natives, Metis, and Inuit? Is that is that racist, racist? people? That's that's a tough one because that's that's sensitive and it's tough to answer. I think we're only allowing a certain group of people play, and mm-hmm. we're saying no to other people, right? So. But That's then you, you also open the door if, if you say, oh, yes, okay, uh, non-status person can play. So what's the stop, say, uh, um, what's this, what's the reserve that's competitive? Eagle Lake, what's to say, what's to stop them from from Nathan Breer recruiting all of his teammates from Pensacola or wherever he played with, say, a whole squad of non-status players and then just yeah, true, completely yeah. mop up a team. Like, what's to stop them from getting like Mike Richards to play? You know, it's just get his buddies to play. And yeah, so a team. But there's a <laughs> there's a tournament in Valdor called the Cree Invitational. It's run by Northern Quebec uh, communities, mm-hmm. and they allow um, non-native teams to enter. Yeah, like you get teams from outside Montreal and Valdor, and they've done quite well too and like they'll make it to mm-hmm. the finals so that's and i don't think anyone has a problem with it i no. like i'll read it on like the post on facebook and then, like no one doesn't say nothing but they, they sh- oh, do you think north americans should try just to let everyone play i think they should i think uh they should try it for a year or two and see what happens 
I think then, I told, I absolutely think they should. Then you'll start getting a good, like good players too, like the junior, the pro. Yeah. That's you when you live in, that's when you live in the restrictions. Like you gotta, yeah. You only you have let, like have it open for native Métis and Inuit, but just allow three non-status yeah. players. Yeah. Restrict, restrict the number. Yeah. Cause I know when, when I played a tournament in Pine Falls, um, it's honor a fallen RCMP officer, but the but the rule is you you cannot have senior AAA carded uh, players play in that tournament because they just stack stacks the teams. Just something similar, some kind of formula to that they should follow. So how did you manage to play in that tournament then? I won it one year with them. Like, what can I say? Yeah. Man, you win wherever you go. Not quite like you, though. I'm... True. True that, yo. True that. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a good idea, though. Just to, just to test the waters, right? Yeah. Like, I like I would pay. Like, if someone someone told me, like, there's a couple OHL players or, or a couple NHL players playing off, and I'd gladly pay uh, 15 bucks to, to watch them. You know what I mean? They're just something how do you feel have people paying 15 dollars to watch you i'd probably uh thank them (laughs) 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 shit (laughs) but anyways that's that's something that like a tournament should Mm -hmm. really because i think it's gonna help everyone and just bring everyone bring more people together right yeah so well, with that being said, this is uh, another week. Another week. Uh, another week. It's episode 13. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a we good appreciate week. appreciate it. We appreciate it. Keep uh, supporting us. Share, like, and share our Facebook page and like all our memes that we make. I enjoy making yep. the memes on Bush. They're pretty funny. <laughs> Don't I forget, a- uh, answer us yes or no. Should we go for, should we make some toques? Yeah. So uh, have a good week, guys. Take care of each other. Love each other. And uh, we'll see you next week. So peace. Peace. We'll see you.